Empire of the Sun. Suns. Empire of the Suns. Wet like on book. Wet like on book. Wet like on book. Arizona Sports presents the Empire of the Suns podcast. Empire of the Suns. Hello there, and welcome to the Empire of the Suns podcast. My name is Kellen Olson, joined as always by Kevin Zerman, a, a weekend Kellen Olson, if you can tell in my voice. Came back to Arizona, Kevin, and the allergies are just killing me. My goodness. Can't tell, man. Can hardly tell. You can't hear. I can't tell if you're kidding when you say that. My voice sounds like way different to me, and I still can't tell it, if you're screwing with me or not. It could be my laptop, and I just have awful speakers or something. But, <laughs> hey, as long as you feel well. I, I feel, yeah, I feel fine. Um, it's just the, uh, yeah, the allergies hit me right when I got back. And, uh, yeah, I just had one of those things like where you get the drainage in your throat and you're like, oh, well, that's going to suck for a couple of days probably. And here it is sucking, making my voice sound like this. Um, and I'm just taking a bunch of cough drops and drinking a gallon of water each day. Someone else who should be drinking a gallon of water a day, Kevin, is Chris Paul. Um, we were going to podcast yesterday. I couldn't really speak. Today I'm doing better, so we are podcasting now. The breaking news uh, of the postseason so far, probably Chris Paul uh, on the health and safety protocols list. Gambo later reporting that it was due to a positive COVID-19 test. There is not much for us, not many places for us to go in this discussion much like there weren't many places for Monty to go when he talked yesterday. But even less for us, because I think that the main understanding that we have, Kevin, is that that the rules have changed slightly for people who are vaccinated. And the belief or the report from Gambo is that Chris Paul has been vaccinated. But the most confusing part about all of this is that no one seems to know exactly what the updated rules are. Like even listening to Shams and Woj who know everything about the league, talk about this stuff. They use the words could and possibly and all these kinds of things. So it's, so it's really tough. But my main understanding of it, Kevin, is that once he starts to get enough negative tests over a few days, or he gets to that 10 day period um, without showing symptoms, he should be good, which uh, slash that I think it has to be both or, or something like that I think I think the test can uh, supersede it if he's not showing symptoms which leads yeah. to like the most important thing being is he asymptomatic or is he symptomatic which we do not know uh, and I don't think we we will know we'll just have to wait and see how the updates come in but if he is asymptomatic that's that's a very very good thing if he's not uh, it's a bad thing because these cases can vary, Kevin. We can use the example of Steve Clifford returning in 10 days for him when he uh, got it after being vaccinated or in between his first and second shot. Uh, but then Damian Lee was fully vaccinated and he was out for over a month. So uh, these things can vary. But from what Woj was saying on, I believe, Get Up on ESPN this morning from what I saw is that he made it sound like there's optimism that it's not going to be a long-term thing, which you can uh, assume where you will, but we're working with very little information here, Kevin. Yeah. I mean, if we, we go off Gambo is vaccinated, um, positive test, then it's basically, you gotta get two negative tests 24 hours apart. Rachel Nichols even said there's some heart testing and stuff involved there because there are those cases where they've held guys out. Um, dude from the Red Sox last year who got it, 
Um, but, but the whole point is for a PSA, if you're vaccinated, the chances you have symptoms, I think we had a doctor on yesterday who said it was only 93%, 93% don't have any severe symptoms or any symptoms at all. Um, if you're vaccinated. So assuming he falls into that bucket, that's good news. And you, you don't know if it could be just immediate Saturday when they come out with their next update that they said they have scheduled that he's ready to go. So we have to wait and see. We got to wait and see when their first game is. That also matters. Don't know who the opponent is yet. So just a lot up in the air, but it sounded from everything Monty said, um, they're just treating this like any other thing that has hit them this year, whether that's injury, whether that's losing streaks, they're back to work. They're prepping for these teams. And it, it sounds like they're enjoying having this time to prep for whoever they're playing, because obviously, you know, they, they've run their guys hard so far this postseason and obviously in the regular season, but this is going to be a huge rest time for them. Yeah, they so they so they get a week off almost or, or just about, uh, and we'll see how long it is depending on Friday night in Game Six between the Clippers and Jazz. We'll talk about that series in a little bit, but I think one of the key things was that when we saw them have their own outbreak or whatever you want to call it, where they missed three games um, with that whole I, was it the Wizards that that were the team that screwed up and got them sick? Was that it, Kevin? I can't yeah, remember. something like that. It was a lot of people. <laughs> So they, they were out a week and they like didn't do anything. They had to like shut down for a couple of days, basically. But that was not the case with this. They were able to practice on Tuesday and Wednesday and they're still able to just go about their business. Monty just said nothing changed, which is a great thing for them because that's where it really could have started to like mess with their rhythm and allow not allow them to get done what they want to get done. Now, I think a couple of things we should hit on that I'm not seeing a lot of in the conversation, at least like on on my timeline on Twitter and stuff is that the thing to realize is that Chris is, I believe, we believe he's in isolation, right? Like in, in quarantine for the most part, like quarantining. Yeah. I mean, he can't be by the team. So we assume that he is like, well, physically, like I'm sure. And again, like we don't know how sick he is and, and that kind of stuff. Like if he is able to like physically exert himself, if he is, I'm not sure he's spending that much time on a basketball court. So I think the thing to keep in mind about like when he comes back is that let's say like the the update comes out Saturday and then he comes back, <clears throat> but they play Sunday. Like Chris Paul is Chris Paul, but like, that's still like, he spent like a couple of days away, like not playing basketball at all and, and could have been sick. So there, there are different kind of variables here to kind of keep in mind where just because he comes back on that specific day, like he might need a, a couple of days to like get himself back going because there's being in shape for the regular season and there's being in shape for the postseason. And I'm sure he's doing as much as he possibly can right now to maintain that. But it's a matter of how much he's able to do, how much he's allowed to do and that type of thing. And and the other thing is um, this team is really, really, really going to miss Chris Paul if he misses one game. I don't think they're the favorites in any game without Chris Paul. I know that everyone has played really well on their team and campaign's been great, but it's, it's really hard to understate how important he is, especially now that it's easier to kind of look at this team and look past their playoff lack of playoff experience, I think that kind of stuff will start to like come up potentially if, if Chris is off the floor. I think those were two things I kind of wanted to mention in, in the conversation. Do you think – so Monty, who spoke Wednesday, which was yesterday after – or before we're recording now, um, 
he, he said that he's thinking about what they're going to do if Chris Paul is not available, but that obviously they're trying to not put that on the players and make the players think and make, you know, campaign and each one more probably be thinking about it too much. Um, I'm curious what you think on whether, okay, if Chris Paul's out, what the rotation looks like, do you just insert campaign in that starting lineup? Cause he's familiar with them. He's comfortable with them. Or do you actually kind of go backwards and keep him in his regular role and start like Etwan Moore and not saying Etwan Moore is going to get more minutes than him, but do you just start Etwan and let book run the offense more in that starting lineup? Um, and then let campaign come off the bench, find his rhythm like usual. I think that's a super interesting discussion just from a, like, I think the answer would be campaign, but I also am not like completely like that has to happen because I think there's a lot to be said for how he filled in that Lakers series um, coming off the bench and then closing a few games for them. And that that's something they've already done. I think it's gotta be campaign. If, if uh, Chris is out just because, teams are going to bottle up what Devin does if he runs the offense and then you're going to be swinging and kicking it. And that's where I think campaign skill set comes in uh, a, a lot better. Dude. Wow. Things keep happening. Uh, Woj just dropped that uh, Rick Carlisle's not coming back to the maps. Holy moly. These two days are nuts on Rick. Rick informed Mark Cuban. This it says, yeah. Isn't the language of these? So like, it's always all over the place. We can't just say someone was fired. Like, but, but this is like, we're making sure to know, know I, where Carlisle is, man, you, everyone's been making the point, but Zion and Luca with these whole things, like, um, uh, Devin was never like raising his voice and that kind of stuff. Um, and letting it, letting that kind of stuff get out. Cause he obviously had to be unsatisfied to a certain extent. Anyone would, but man, the Mavs are turning into a tire fire rather quickly, Kevin. Ooh, that's crazy. Um, I did not expect that. I expected them to make some radical changes. I didn't expect Carlisle to go tell Cuban I'm, I'm, I'm fed up with this. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm, I mean, I'm too old for this. So basically, we're at – I didn't read the whole thing, to be honest, the other day when that came out about – Paralabob? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Say but if Donnie's gone, Rick was loyal to Donnie – I assume Rick and Luca got along decently. Am I wrong on that? I thought they did. But, man. Anyway, we can get back to the Suns, but... Man, that's that's just crazy. Uh, that's probably the most... Uh, I, I didn't really have that kind of reaction to anything outside of the Chris news, and, like, everyone right now is has the same kind of thing. Wow. So Rick, Rick, sent a co- Rick sent a statement to Woj that made it clear this was solely my decision. Yikes. That seems to be not a mutual parting or BS for firing to me. If the head coach is going out of his way to personally say that to Woj. So. Yeah. That, yeah. My, my old take is what I just tweeted, which is like, he basically like said, like I've been around too long to deal with this nonsense anymore. That's, that's kind of what <laughs> yes. it feels like yeah. to me. Like it's like all this front office semantics. Luca's unhappy. There's clearly a flawed roster. 
you you got to imagine, Kevin, that a, a basketball mind, people, longtime listeners of the podcast know that I refer to and we refer to Rick Carlisle as like a sorcerer just because of his ability to make these Dallas teams like moderately competitive, if not just pretty good. Um, yeah. You got to imagine a basketball mind like that, Kevin, isn't looking to play Chris Stapps, Porzingis in crunch time of those playoff games, but uh, he had to keep throwing them out there, I, I assume. And uh, he's like, okay, uh, no, I'm all right. I can go I'm do good. It I've done. I've done the thing. That's, <laughs> I, I, I've been through dude, enough in my career. Uh, I think yeah. people who are Coyotes fans here know that. Like, I, I think it's really telling if you have a head coach or a GM in pro sports, like in the major leagues, like NFL, NBA, even NHL, where it's like this is like a dream job for you, and if you are just like in your dream job and just like you know what? I'm good. That says something about that organization. That's all I'm going to say here. Do you think he got tipped off that he could have a better job somewhere else too, or a more desirable That's, job in his opinion? Oh, who? I, yeah, there's jobs open now. Boston. Boston. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Interesting. We'll see. That's my call right now. Um, Wow, that's that's got to be now. Dallas is just in scramble mode because he's like a. That's like kind of what Monty's turning himself. He's he has turned himself quickly into here in Phoenix, like a being like a pillar of the organization. Yeah. Like Carlisle is just not a coach there. Like Stotts was kind of just like a coach there in Portland, you know, like a, a yeah. just what it is what it is. Stevens is going to remain in the organization, but man, that's that's wild. Uh, but yeah, so to my point on. Just like I think that's a conversation we can save for later, like Saturday, Sunday, when it becomes apparent that Chris, if Chris isn't going to play, but I think that pain just gives you more ball handler juice, and I think that it's not as simple as like Etwan's the catch and shoot guy um, who can do a little bit of the dribbling stuff too. I think you need a little bit more pop, and and Cam's the better defender as well. So I think I think it would be pain. Um, that was not a good outcome for the Suns, Kevin, but they got a great one, in my opinion, last night when the Clippers beat the Jazz in Game 5. Based on what we've seen from the Clippers and like the way their team kind of goes, in my opinion, I think they had zero shot of winning the series if they did not win Game 5. I thought they would just fold in Game 6. Um, they they won Game 5. Paul George was awesome. That team was just like fearless the entire night and got a little bit hectic in, in the last like four minutes, but happens to the best of them. This is awesome news for the Suns because it does not sound good long-term for Kawhi Leonard. So now you're just looking at a a potential matchup with the Clippers where you face them without Kawhi, which the Suns would be pretty big favorites. And even if Chris missed one or two or even three games, I think that the Suns would still be pretty big favorites in in that series. Secondly, um, even them just winning that game pushes the series to likely seven games. Like I think we all expect Utah to respond on Friday and win, um, which will give the Suns a couple more days or, or two more days to be exact uh, for Chris Paul to kind of get what he needs, which even if he's like already back on Saturday or Sunday or whatever it is, he needs like a day or two to be on the court. That, that'll be huge. Or the series, the series just goes seven regardless, Kevin, and you get two of these two teams after a seven-game series when you've been resting for a week, um, and they've got to immediately turn around. Like um, it's either Friday to Sunday or Sunday to Tuesday for them in terms of the transition from the last game of this series to the first game of the next series. Um, and and Utah, you watch them, Kevin. I don't know how much you watched that game last night, but their defense wasn't that great. Donovan was clearly bothered by the ankle. Um, 
I, I think the Suns are the favorites against either team. I looked at his quotes post game, and you can tell it's he's admitting that it's bothering him a lot. Which, when you get to that part, it, it looked more than just like I, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm fine. I just got to do it with the ankle. It was like, yeah, it's a problem, basically. And oh man, that team's not the same. That team's like like the Suns. If you take Chris Paul away, where it's just like you don't have enough guys who can just break stuff down off the dribble after Donovan, if Donovan's at 70%, even whatever you want to say that that's their flaw and Gobert getting kind of attacked in that way that he was this past game against a small team. Um, that makes them more, look more mortal. And I know DA would probably make that less of an issue if the Suns were playing them, but I don't know. It's, I don't know who has momentum in that series, to be honest. I, I know that's weird to say because the Clippers just pulled off that huge win, but I I think that when you're playing a desperate, even injured Utah team, they're going to be I, – I wouldn't pick them to win game six at home. Like, that's just what it is. So, I don't know. It's It's really changed kind of – just even three days ago, what we were kind of looking to start previewing before the Chris Paul thing just got thrown in front of us and just changed all of our previewing plans. Um, I'm, I don't know. That's just every team's dealing with something right now, I guess. Yeah. And, and it seems like it's, it's like a wear down effect for, for Utah, especially we saw it with Denver in, in the last series and they were just seemed like they had given all they had for throughout like the regular season when Jamal went down and then through the playoffs against Portland. And it feels like Utah might be getting there um, with the, with the way they looked in that game. That was just me reading and reacting to it though. They had a crazy shooting variance game where they hit, I think 17 threes in the first half. And I don't know how, much, how many they finished with, but it was not good. Um, so yeah, I think that's the episode, Kevin, just like kind of a mini update midweek uh, podcast for you guys to briefly hit on the Chris news, which we can't really discuss too much of because um, we don't know much. But we'll be back um, sometime later this week once we know what the results are of the uh, the next series, who they play in the West Conference Finals, and then uh, hopefully more information uh, on uh, Chris Paul's status. All right, that'll be it. Bye, everyone.